Recent Discoveries in Jerusalem The discovery of a collection of ivory plaques from the first temple period in Jerusalem are the first to be unearthed in the city. Ivory objects are among the rarest archaeological finds. Archaeologists believe that the decorated ivory objects are approximately 2,700 years old. The discovery was made during the excavations being conducted by the Israel Antiquities Authority, IAA, and the Tel Aviv University at the Givati parking lot in the City of David archaeological and tourism site, which is part of the Jerusalem Walls National Park. According to the IAA, ivory was more precious than gold and one of the most expensive raw materials in the ancient world. The discovery was made in the ruins of a palatial building at the time when Jerusalem was at the height of its power during the 8th and 7th centuries BC. From a comparison with objects that appear on the wall, plaques from the palace of the Assyrian king Sennacherib at Nineveh, archaeologists suggest that the ivory plaques found in Jerusalem were originally inlaid in a couch throne. The beautifully crafted ivory pieces were probably used as a decoration of a seat or couch in the home of one of Jerusalem's wealthy. These ivories are an indication of the immense wealth of Jerusalem, as well as its political connections to the Assyrian Empire under the kings of Judah. The Bible links ivory with luxury and wealth. King Solomon's throne was of ivory overlaid with pure gold in 1 Kings 10, and King Ahab of Israel built an ivory palace in Samaria in 1 Kings 22. Amos the prophet spoke against the idleness of Israel's nobility that lie upon beds of ivory and stretch themselves upon their couches in Amos 6. Ivory is also listed among the products traded by Solomon's ships of Tarshish, which would add to the wealth of the kingdom. It appears that the impressive building where the plaques were unearthed was destroyed in a fire, which scholars suggest took place during the Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem in 586 BC. About 1,500 fragments of ivory objects were found, which were reassembled in a meticulous restoration process by specialists. The excavation also unearthed an agate seal and a seal impression carrying the name Natan Milek, servant of the king. The Jerusalem ivories show many similarities with other ivories produced in Assyria. Archaeologists suggest that they were probably crafted by Assyrian artisans and then brought to Judah, possibly a gift from an Assyrian king. Decorations include carved rosettes that frame a stylized tree in the centre of lotus flowers and geometric patterns. These decorations were popular symbols within Mesopotamia and are found among the ivories discovered in Samaria and Assyria. Trade and political connections between Judah and Assyria were especially strong from the late 8th through 7th centuries BC when Judah was subject to the power and influence of the Assyrian Empire. Notwithstanding these influences, whilst Assyria and Samaria ivories feature images of animals and mythological figures, they are absent from the Jerusalem ivories. This may be connected with the observance of the first of the Ten Commandments which commanded Israel was not to make any image of the likeness of animals or people. What could be an early example of the use of a sluice gate to control water flow has also been discovered in Hezekiah's tunnel in Jerusalem. King Hezekiah built the water tunnel to connect Gihon Spring with the Siloam Pool to deprive the invading Assyrians of water when they lay siege to Jerusalem. 
The 530-metre tunnel was built by King Hezekiah in the 8th century BC, when the city was threatened by the approaching Assyrian army. The Bible records that when Sennacherib was come, and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains, which were without the city, and they did help him. So there was gathered much people together, who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Hezekiah also stopped the upper watercourse of Gihon, and brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David. Two teams excavated the tunnel, one starting at each end of the tunnel and then meeting in the middle, according to the Siloam inscription, which was discovered in 1880. The discovery of the four iron bolts, eight centimetres long, two on each side of the tunnel's walls, 71 metres from the tunnel's exit, appears to support the evidence of the existence of a sluice gate to control water flow. The badly corroded bolts are positioned at a point where the tunnel height rose from two metres to almost six. This would provide sufficient height for the tall gate, probably constructed from wooden panels, to slide vertically. The gate was most likely raised and lowered by a cable. The sluice also allowed selective control over water levels for the upper and lower parts of the city, diverting the water to the section of the city which needed it most at the time. If this is correct, the discovery explains how the redirection of water through the tunnel would not make the water level virtually inaccessible to the upper part of the city. Evidence of the sluice is still seen today, as a water line remains in some sections of the tunnel, high above the current knee-depth water level. Evidence that confirms the Bible record continues to be discovered in Jerusalem, as well as elsewhere in Israel. The work of archaeologists in uncovering artefacts provides us with historical and cultural background of the scriptures. We can place full confidence, therefore, in the Bible, for there is no good reason to reject it as a reliable historical narrative. But there is every good reason to trust its wonderful author, the God of heaven, for all he has promised shall surely be fulfilled. <laughs>